handle the truth. I'm Jim Price with Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is January 15th. It's a Monday, 2024. Well, guys, yeah, this is a uh, this is Monday. This is what Monday looks like. I know that uh, there are some segments of our population that do not have uh, any plans for today of attending school or going to work or to, I don't know, just contribute to society in general. But anyway, this is, again, where I continue to find myself confused by what it is that we have done to our society. Uh, one of the confusion things, I, I, I kind of get the confusion things is ca- the caucus. Okay, Cauc- I'm going to read, I, you know, we're going to talk about the Iowa caucus. Well, it is very eye-opening when you start to you start to look into how things have developed or how they got to where they are or why they are the way they are, all these different things. And you say, okay, well, how do we get here? I see in the very beginning of it that the Iowa caucuses and the idea that we just had, it's like, well, if you support John, go over there. If you support Bill, go over there. I just, I'm tired of you guys fighting about it. Get out of here. You know, I mean, I could see how that would be um, absolutely necessary for some people. And that they would uh, need that, you know, elementary type handling of the situation. But my problem is, is I'm looking at this whole thing, going, okay, now you, ha- we've, we've now, I, I get there are some things we can update, but the idea that we're still going in the corner and say, okay, how many got over there? Twelve. Uh, All right, how many you got over here? Fourteen. How many you got over there? Okay, uh, uh, what? See, this is the problem. We have, um, we have the technology. It's called paper. And we have graphite or lead, whichever one you want to use to, you know, mark on a piece of paper. We can always do, you know, the old uh, square cube or round ball to the black cube or white ball in the old way of voting. Uh, we could do that. By the way, it's called being black cubed, not black balled. Uh, that's another misnomer. People don't even realize when they're trying to um, say that, you know, masons or other things of this nature don't, you know, they do this or they do that or this or that. Well, the problem is, guys, too many things within this uh, day and age of ours, we are absolutely looking like idiots because we misquote facts and we don't know what we're talking about, especially on something as simple that you can look up and see that it's a black cube not a black ball. Um, good to see you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here. And the reason that was, um, uh, I, I would say that, so let's go back to this caucus thing. I don't want to go too far down. I know I got distracted there. When we look at this situation with this caucus thing, the idea that we somehow believe that January 15th of 2024 has been the only cold day in Iowa. It's the only time it's ever gotten cold is this time. And this is when everybody life's at risk. This is when everybody has the ability to go off into the, uh, 
the uh, snow banks, and and then we just we're all they all everybody dies on the way to the caucus, right? And uh, Lindsay, that's that is really hilarious. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, but the idea that we continue to go down this path where we're saying, oh, everybody's going to die. It's so too cold. Grandma's going to die on the way there. I just don't know how to get my elderly parents to this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Oh, Trump's numbers are going to lag behind Nikki Haley's because Nikki Haley's is appealing to a younger crowd. And, and uh, um, so this is, again, a problem where I'm seeing this. I'm going, okay, why is Nikki Haley two points ahead of DeSantis? Yet DeSantis isn't pulling, what, he's barely above 10% on the nationwide thing, and Nikki Haley is right there lower than he is. But in Iowa, just so magically that Iowa loves this lady who says that she lo- she supports the UN, she supports the, uh, the wars we've been in, and continues to believe that we should be running out there to make sure that we got you know, get ourselves into some wars in the Mediterranean or some Israeli, AD, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, Ken, good to see you. He says, uh, Ken says, got eight inches of snow over the weekend. Well, that's about three times what you're able to give her most days, but that's okay, Ken. You just keep working on the snow levels there. By the way, I heard that uh, Portland got about, I don't know, a foot of rain or something. There's parts of Portland that are actually underwater right now. Uh, there's some high tide problems and some other things, so uh, things like that going on up in the Pacific Northwest. By the way, we will be bringing some things up in the Pacific Northwest. I will be seeing you again, Ken, so let's keep that uh, in our sights as a forward motion that we will be in the Pacific Northwest again very soon. And hopefully I'll be able to see some of my old friends up there, so I'm looking forward to that uh, coming up in the future. Let's get back to this whole um this whole word that I don't know, uh, the uh, this whole thing that I was doing, I really have a problem with this. Now, Vivek uh, got himself um, got himself in a bit of a trouble or a bit of a pickle here because remember I told you guys I said I was I was out on him. I mean, he's saying a lot of the right things, but there's some things I just don't trust about him. Well. It looks like uh, there's been some patterns and some other things that have caught up with old Vivek, and uh, it's now Trump had put out on True Social over the weekend that Vivek is speaking the World uh, uh, Health Organization, the WEF, World Economic Forum, the uh, World Health Organization, that whole globalist thing. Uh, we're finding out that that is a... Um, He's just he's just the wrong guy. Him and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are all from the same camp. And by the way, it has been now uh, shown that um, Mr. Uh, Vivek has said on live camera, "You can't you can't vote for Trump. You have to vote for me because they're gonna never they're not gonna let Trump in. So you have to vote me in because Trump's never going to win because they're never going to let him win." But here's my thing. Let me ask. Let me point something. Let me ask you on that. Let's go with that. Let's go with his. Let's go with his version of that. I don't know why my hands are flailing around like I'm trying to, you know, wave down an airplane here. But let's go with the idea that they're going to attack Trump to the nth degree to show how much they really, 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 really don't like Trump. How about that? Well. 
what does that do? What does that do to the people who are trying to do that to him? So now that we're aware, now that we're seeing that what they're trying to do, but if they really do succeed in pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to push Trump out at any cost, doesn't that actually give a life lesson to all the people that may not even be a Trump fan, that they may have been a never-Trumper, or they just believe that he's a grab-a-woman-by-the-crotch, whatever? Um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to point out to you is that I, I see that if we do go down this path, that this gives us a reason to actually get out and force, and you can use that word force in any way you see fit in your narrative, but you know we get out in our language, we get out in our conversation, we get out in our events, we get out in the precinct heads, whatever it is, we're going to, we're going to continue to see, we're going to push, 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 push. And if they keep saying, no, 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 it's going to wake a lot more people up a lot faster than you saying, those people over there are bad. Because the problem is, is the person you're probably talking to is one of those people over there. And those people over there, if you're going to demonize them and say, well, those people over there are bad. And then the guy sitting right next to you that you're trying to convince to join your side is one of them. What did you just do? You isolated him as well. But if you show that entire group how bad it is and what's really going on and how corrupt and evil and destructive and all these things are, well, then we get to have that life lesson, right? This is one of those things that as a father, I get this. I do. You know, there's, I mean, I have had, I had, I had my four of my own kids. I had a stepson. I have mentored and had lots of different people in my life, had employed thousands and thousands of people. And I will tell you that I've watched people, I've literally know that they're going to do something that I'm going to have to pay them to undo. I'm going to have to watch a kid, uh, a, a, you know, one of my wrestlers, one of my football players, you know, one of the kids that are hanging out around the house, whatever it is, I'm going to have to watch them do something really stupid, like smash their finger with a hammer or, you know, whatever it is, right? I mean, I, I don't, I'm saying smash their finger with a hammer. It's never always quite that dramatic, but they're going to have to make the mistake because then you're like, hey, um, would you like some help with that? And they're like, oh man, yeah, this thing sucks. It's so bad. I can't believe it. I just, it's so... You know, they're like, they're so flabbergasted that it isn't working. But if you have the ability to let them learn that lesson, then see that, and then you say, hey, by the way, what about this? Now there's where the lesson gets to be picked up and used, right? Um, <laughs> so this is, hey, Lindsay, good to see you. I'm uh, not Lindsay, but Carrie, good to see you because Lin- uh, Carrie says hi to Lindsay. Ken, you're, uh, you're killing it, man. Um. So when you think of like this whole thing, like in coaching, you know, you're like, don't reach back, don't reach back, don't. I told you, don't reach back. And reaching back is a real bad habit of once you reach back, you're chicken winging yourself, right? So if you get to, if you reach back, if you do this, you bring your elbow, see, when you bring your elbow back, you're extending yourself out, right? And they can hook you, chicken wing you. There's half Nelsons, all kinds of stuff, right? So when you're a wrestling coach, when you got one-on-one, same age, same weight, same experience level, two kids out there wrestling it out, there's only one winner, can never be a tie, you watch it happen, and something like, dude, listen, I told you, man, look, this is what, don't reach back. You got yourself, you got about, so, you know, and sometimes they get stuck, sometimes they'll get pinned, 
Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll get out of it, but they had to work real hard to get out of it. So when you think of it in that way, I got to, you know, it's like, hey, don't do it. See, now when you did that, see what you did? Now when you're, instead of doing that, let's do this, right? You show them another way to handle that situation. Well, I think going into, <laughs> Lindsay says, wait, only one winner? That isn't fair. Well, Lindsay, we don't believe in LGBTQ gods in this this show. So sorry, your luck. We don't get participation medals. You either win or lose. By the way, guys, I, I coached in Awanas. And Awanas is a, a, a Christian organization that teaches kids uh, Bible verses and public servant and also teaches them games. And there is a, in game time in the Awana uh, arena, there is uh, this four square or this four sided square. Obviously, it's square. Um, Lindsay, I'm not, I'll, I'll cut you off, Lindsay. You keep saying weird stuff like that. So in this Awana, there's a red, green, blue, and yellow, okay? And there's these different games that work around this square and a circle and a center, center point. Did you know that in the Awana Olympics, they have Awana Olympics, which is the everybody's in the team, they get a team together in the games participation, right? You put a game, a team together and you go and you compete against other churches. Now in that system, there are no second places. There are no third places. There are no fourth places. In Awanas that has been around for, I don't know how long Awanas has to be around. Um, <laughs> she's, I'm being, I'm, I'm being good today, Jim. Don't push me <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever lady. Um, so anyway, this, this thing's been around for decades. I did it when I was in, in elementary school and, uh, I was a wanted director for decades and really did enjoy it. But I remember I took, I took, uh, the church, the last church I was a wanted, uh, game, I was a game, I was a wanted director with them and I was a part of, I had to do the games and I took them to the Olympics, which ended up being in Hutchison, which is, a uh, about an hour or so away. And I took our... Um, oh, yeah, did you see the DeSantis being offered a participation trophy? Yeah, again, that was priceless. That dude nailed that. But anyway, this Christian organization that has all these Bible verses you learn and all these plateaus, you got to do all this other stuff. Well, this whole this whole system, well, there's only one winner in Olympics, in Awana Olympics. Whoever you're competing against, it's not first through fourth place. It's first place and you get a banner and that that's it you're an awana games champion there's no first place second place third place fourth place 29th participation anything it's either you win or you don't and it's that easy and i'm like guys this is a christian organization that's been doing this for decades so anyway just something to think about but yeah that whole thing with ron DeSantis and his participation ribbon was i thought that was amazing I literally love that so much. Oh, I was watching that, and I was like, whoa, and the guy just nailed it. He goes, I'd like to go ahead and offer this to you uh, as, a, as a participation. I was just, that was great, Ken. But well, thank you for reminding me of that. Scarlett, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. So anyway, as we go down through this stuff, I, I just wonder if we don't realize that we have got ourselves in a bit of a... You know, we've got ourselves in a bit of a way here with 
this caucus being so important. Now, I was talking to some friends this morning, and I looked at this whole thing as a little bit too much lamestream media than the legacy media. I'm, I've just seen that they've been able to really, every time I was watching, uh, by the way, I didn't know if you know, Fox yesterday had live coverage from Iowa from noon until I think 9 or 10 o'clock last night, Central Time. And even Brett Baer was live in Iowa. Uh, Neil Cavuto was live in Iowa. Martha McCallum was live in Iowa. And so they were there. I mean, they were putting it. But what I was wanting to, what I want to point out is that I, caught, I go there, and there's this person I don't remember who it was that was being interviewed, but it, they only had the interview on one third of the screen, and on the other two thirds was Nikki Haley at a live event, and they were live broadcasting. They were live broadcasting a Nikki Haley event in the middle of their live stream. Now, I don't know if later on they gave the same event time to Trump or DeSantis or to, by the way, why is, um, why is, what's his face, uh, New Jersey guy, why is he on anything? Why is, why is the fat boy and yes, I could call him fat because he's had a couple decades to lose that weight. As long, many times as he's ran for president, that guy should have lost the weight a long time ago. But he dropped out like last Tuesday. Remember that he suspended his presidential his presidential run, but they still have him on the ballot. What is that guy's name, by the way, guys? You guys are better than this. Uh, Krispy Kreme, yeah, that guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. So he drops out, but he's still on the ballot. But the, anyway, so I was just very curious to see that Nikki Haley is being propped up and given this airtime, and uh, they didn't tell him the buff, the buffet was closed. Well, maybe Iowa's got some good buffets. Maybe we don't know that, right? Chris Christie, that's right. Everyone uh, everyone will be after Christie supporters tonight. Oh, yeah, Chris Christie, that's right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. So Chris Christie was on, you know, was on still on the ballot, which, again, I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know why he's doing it or how, why he has the ability to do it. But this is a sad deal for us, guys, where we continue to see this going on where Chris Christie's still on there, but Nikki Haley is on there and showing that she's just ahead of Ron DeSantis, but... Chris Christie's a warmonger. Ron DeSantis is a warmonger. Nikki Haley is a warmonger. Vivek's a fraud, and he was out there as a Democrat just a few decades, or just about a decade ago. That's right. Vivek has been around for a while in politics. This is not his newest thing. The, the, he was on with Pete Buttigieg in a, in a town hall, and people are forgetting how that happened, and that's a, that's a very convenient truth that is being forgotten about Vivek. And so just be mind, mindful of that. Um, John Kennedy says uh, in his comment here, scare tactics with bitter cold weather to keep people home who can't see this crock. Well, there's a lot of people that live in a lot of fear. So it's like watching the Special Olympics. No, Lindsay, I like to don't, I don't want to put the Special Olympics down. I may, I call it the Make-A-Wish Day. Uh, when you get to see the second and third stringers out there playing, you know, football or basketball or baseball or they get to go out there and play politics. It's Make-A-Wish Day. Who wants to be a president today? I want to be a president. So they all go out there and they, you know, they play presidential candidate and 
They get millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to do this. And that right there should really kind of scare people is that this is really the biggest reason for that. DeSantis is sticking around because he knows he's still, he knows he's still collecting money. And why not? And the fact that he is actually in Iowa when he knows he has things going on in his state that he should be addressing, that's a bad deal there. DeSantis is not showing leadership. The whole thing with the lift in his boots, did you see that thing, that whole debacle about a month or two ago where they found out he's wearing lifts? You know, you got to embrace the suck, guys. You know, I, I know that there you can only stack shit about this tall and it starts becoming unstable. So, I'm just kidding. But this is a problem that, you know, uh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing these, I got the, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't intentionally wear cowboy boots because of the heel or anything like that. In fact, I wear ropers, which have a significantly lower heel, uh, more equivalent to a dress shoe than I do a cowboy boot that sometimes will have a two and a half inch heel on it. I don't do that. But if you can't be, you can't embrace you, you can't be good with you, well, then what are you doing all this other stuff for, man? I mean, Ron, I get it. You're, you know, you want to be the big boy, right? You want to be amazing or whatever, but I just don't think this was it for you. I, I, I get it. You want to be more, you want to do more, but you picked the wrong side, partner. You really did. And I want people to think about that. I want her to be, and I, and I get that a lot of people are like, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, whatever it is. I just think that there's more out there. I think that um, you guys need to really look at what he did. He he signed into law during his COVID law that he supposedly was pushing back against all the lockdowns and mandates. Remember, he was one of the very first participants. He initially did do the full lockdown. So when people start talking about DeSantis is this and DeSantis is that and move to Florida, I don't think people realize that DeSantis really wasn't what you hoped he would be. And some of those people that are moving from Florida or from other states to Florida are Democrats. And a lot of them, as much as they don't like the, the, to pay the taxes and all that stuff, they still, and uh, they're still going to bring that mentality, the mentality of, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's going to make me, yeah, I can't get in there. So I'm going to wait on that. Dang it, DLive. 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 Um, Ranja, uh, Ran, is it Ranja? Ranja? Ranjan? Ben John, uh, nice to meet you. See you. Good to see you. Hello. Uh, appreciate you being here. So, anyway, Ron DeSantis is not that guy. And I've said that. I said that back when I first started the show. I had people that did not like the fact. And, and if I don't tell you the truth, if I don't tell you the truth, people die. And I do mean that. I'm going to do everything I can to tell you the truth about the people and the things that I see around us. Marsha Anderton, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Robert, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. If it's not that I, I don't think that I hold the, you know, the globe and I don't hold the, uh, you know, the old uh, magic sphere, the earth in my hands, and I somehow, you know, oh, I believe I'm some type of God entity or whatever that I, you know, my wish is my command. I don't know. I did get those pictures, so you guys be careful out there. Um, but what I'm saying is that when people, when I'm, if I can't, if I can't tell the truth, 
And if I don't tell the truth as often as possible, and someone repeats my non-truth, if someone repeats my non-truth and, and, and pushes it out there, haven't I then put that person at danger? Haven't I not? Am I not somewhat, you know, going to have to go like, man, I shouldn't have said that. And that's why I do worry about the things I say about the medical stuff. That's why I worry about the stuff. All of these different things. I do worry about how that there are a lot of times that I, I get in this medical thing. And there's times I've actually come out here and said, you know, iodine is awesome for you. And it, it'll do this and this and this. And then, then I'll go back and go, holy crap, wait. Okay, do I have this right? Do I did I say that right? Is what if I'm wrong? And then I start going, oh crap! I need to go back and check. I need to check. And so you know, there we are. So that is important, right? And so for me, I want to make sure that I'm telling you that copper's you know what what it should be. I am trying to tell you that you know there's iodine is where you have to be methylfolate. You know, copper iodine. You know, magnesium. Uh, Ken says, "Do you think the Dallas Cowboys losing with two historical with two historical mo- milestones is a distraction from the caucus or something bigger?" Well, wait, wait, wait. Um, so we're going to take a timeout from the caucus here. Uh, Ken has redirected the entire election conversation. Uh, we're going to blame this next segment on Ken. So this next segment is brought to you by Ken Reising. Uh, he, no, I'm just kidding. I'm giving you crap, Ken. No, I appreciate that question. And the reason I want to answer that question and I want to derail this show for that, guys, I, I'm, I have been a sports fan as much as I can tell you that the Chiefs play in Kansas City and it's called Arrowhead and Mahomes is their quarterback and uh, they have a guy um, they have a guy who's having sex with Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has a brother. Uh, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, super nice guy, and uh, his brother used to be really great. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey used to be really great until he got that money, and then he got soft, and he doesn't struggle for those extra yards, doesn't push for those extra yards, doesn't drive for those extra catches. Uh, he, If it's not in his hands, he doesn't bother to catch it. He's really become a bit of a prima donna as far as I'm concerned. But let's go back to the football game that you want to talk about. Now, I did happen to watch most of the Dallas game out of just morbid curiosity. And I watched Green Bay doing their thing, and I watched, you know, Dallas doing their thing, and I watched, you know, and I did see the Chiefs play against the Dolphins. And I will tell you, the Dolphins coach has got a heart bigger than himself. He's overcome a lot of things, and I believe in the guy and all these different things. And I think what he was doing with those guys at, in in uh, Miami, I think he should be uh, uh, lifted up, and, and, and I think he should be, uh, revered for what he's done. Now, did he, they go in there and did they get quote-unquote beat? Now, here is where the problem comes for me. Do you guys know, you guys remember that whole uh, WWE, Worldwide Wrestling or World Wrestling Federation, WWF, WWE, uh, there was these different WWs out there where you had the the, the Hulk Hogan, and you had The Rock, and, and you had, you know, Randy, Macho Man, Ravish Sandwich, you know, the whole, the whole thing, right? You had that whole, that whole genre. And when I was a kid, I knew it was fake. I'm 52. So somewhere in the 50-ish range there, wherever Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all the old school guys that, you know, when I saw it, I always thought it was just funny. 
And I never took it serious. But then there would be people I'd come across. They're like, did you see the match on Saturday? Oh, it was so great. He beat him. Oh, he was in a blah, 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 blah. Well, the problem I had was I didn't realize I was making them mad by going, well, that's fake. I was just like, did you see it was fake? I always knew it was fake. I thought it was fake from the beginning. And, you know, when this is back, this is back when it was, you know, like I said, the, the Hulk had uh, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, Ric Flair. The, You know, there was all these different uh, Sergeant Slaughter, you know, that whole thing. And there was a lot of cool characters. And I always thought of it as entertainment. But I have met people that are like, wrestling is real. Wrestling is real. And they just get all their skin just melts off of them. They turn into this different person, right? And the sad part of it is, is that, you know, I, I get they have that love of the game. But it's not even a game. It's not even wrestling. I mean, the stuff that they did with the counts and hitting the ref and all these other things. I mean, first of all, the first time you touch a ref, look what happens in the NFL. Look what happens in baseball. Look what happens in, you know, NHL. If you fuck, you, you just, just find out. You just go around and flick a guy. You go out and, hey, I'm going to touch you on the show. Boop, boop. They're kicking you out of the game. They're not even going to mess around. They, you flick, a, you flick a, a ref like you pop his hat or, you know, you d- intentionally bump into him or anything like that. You're Gandhi. You're out, right? But what do you see in, in, in MMA and not MMA, um, uh, 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 WWE and all that, whatever it is now. I, I They've changed it so many times. I, you know, I can't keep up. But when I know that that is fake, then I have to go to the NFL. And I will do believe that the guys are out there pushing, busting legs, blowing out knees, tearing rotator cuffs, losing you know losing the mobility in their hand or leg or elbow or you know concussions, all this other stuff. I believe absolutely 100% all of that is accurate. But there are things that I am seeing now in the NFL where the referees really are getting involved just like in major league baseball a guy calling strikes at the the catchers out here doing this on the outside clear out here trying to catch the ball strike and then even the catcher's like <laughs> that's not a strike i mean my I, I i almost didn't reach it i had to push my arm out so far i almost didn't reach it right but then you have things like um then you have things like baseball, right? But then you have football where you see that the guy threw a flag, but the, the holding call was him. He caught his finger in the – and it didn't even hold the guy. It was just that when he went to – he was, you know, pushing – he was pushing on the guy's arm and he got his finger on the dude's jersey or something. And it's, uh, it's like you see this happen and you're like, that's not a holding call. That was a pushing call. Or – you just see, you see the effects, right? Uh, the same, the the quarter, uh, like oh, uh, Kelsey got called for this on the Eagles. He lifted the ball up, and when he lifted it up, he didn't lift it up in the same spot. He lifted it up and pushed it forward like an inch or two. Well, that was called a false start on him. Um, there's all these things uh, that you see 
in NFL that's questionable. And But then I've been seeing footages and people are breaking it down and showing like, I saw a, a video this morning. Yeah, sure, Lindsay, it slipped out. Uh-huh. <laughs> All metaphors included. The, uh, I, they showed a video of the when Patrick Mahomes broke that spot on his helmet when he came into uh, helmet-to-helmet contact, which should have been a targeting foul on either defensive player or Mahomes, but Mahomes turned his head down, so it would mean that he was targeting. That means that you can't use you can't use the top of your head. Well, anyway, Mahomes is lead, as Mahomes is running through this crowd. Right, he ran, he scrambled the ball. So as he's running, running, there's a, one of the defenders that reaches out and goes like this as Mahomes is running by the defender. And I was like, what is that? And then he runs into the guy and almost makes the touchdown, but he breaks a hole in the top of his helmet. Now I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a million-dollar helmet. I guarantee you that little piece of plastic that fell out on the, on the, on the game field and that helmet is worth a million bucks. I guarantee you because of Mahomes, because it's really the first helmet I've ever seen that's busted like that in real life. Now, I have seen face masks come out of the harness, the little clips on the side. I have seen straps break, the, buckle, the, the snap where the, the buckles go on. I've seen those pull out. I mean, I, I played football in, in uh, junior high and high school. I get it. I coached it. I've seen a lot of things happen to helmets. But to see one where the plastic popped out like that, and it's all videographer, you can see the video of it. It's on slow-mo. There's like five different angles of it. This helmet is very verifiable. Well, that helmet uh, being like that is going to really, I think it's going to cause a lot of, uh, it's going to make money it very, very, uh, I think it's going to push the value of that up. Um but anyway, I do believe the NFL is the NFL is the largest listen to me. The NFL is the largest charity organization on earth. Now, the charity organization on earth charity organization largest charity organization on earth is the NFL. The NFL does not pay taxes. The NFL gets the entire salary cap from TV rights so tv rights so tv rights when they sell the tv rights all that is actually the money that they pay the nfl pays the player the team negotiates the contract but the nfl pays the player do you see how this works there's a whole chain of custody and where the money pulls at and all this stuff but the the salary cap is carried by the TV revenue. And everything else is for the teams and, and ticket sales and merchandise sales and all that other stuff. And then, the, and then the NFL, they get all the licensure fees and all the stuff on the top. So they're the franchise organization. They own the franchisee. They're the franchisee and the franchises are Chiefs and Dallas and all the other stuff. That's why they call them a NFL franchise. You're buying a franchise. See that? It's still the NFL, but it's... All right, now, the largest charity organization on earth is the NFL. Why are they a charity organization? Because Congress... Congress got it for them. Yes, your federal government got involved and made sure that the, that the NFL got it 
a got itself a charity organization. So they don't have to pay profit on billions and billions and billions of dollars. Okay? It's like 11, is it $11 billion is the TV revenue or something like that? But they don't have to pay profit on that. They don't have to pay profit on any of the logos, the hologram stuff, any of those things. But it is such a large corporation. By the way, uh, the chairman, okay, Goodell, makes like $24 million or $12 million or I don't know, lots of millions a year. It's like $24 million a year. I, I think it's in the 20s. But he also has access. He has three private jets. There's a small one, a medium-sized one, and a big one. And he gets to choose whenever he wants to, whichever plane he wants to use to go wherever he wants to go. And anytime he wants to go to a game, the doors are swung wide open for him. And anywhere he wants to go, he is treated like some type of God. But he's also being sued. And it's coming out now with uh, Chucky. Remember the old coach Chucky? Well, he's going to be uh, going in and also is the... Um, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, I had to remember Las Vegas. I, anyway, the Raiders, the Raiders, um, uh, Chucky and Goodell are all in this lawsuit, and I don't think John Gruden is, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Ken, John Gruden. Um, this is all a big lawsuit. This is going to all come out. Now, what I'm telling you, though, is I do believe, I do believe what I've been able to see, I think between Vegas being able to call the scores of these games within – a couple points, um, the wins and losses. Their, their record at the casino level is breathtaking, guys. And I have seen some calls, and you're like, why did you make that call? That call, you haven't made that call in two years. Why is that call now? Um, you know, offsides, you know, just, just certain things like that. And so when you see this happening, <sighs> we'll get back to the caucus here in a second. Uh, well, Lindsay's got a one-track mine today on the caucus stuff. So we'll get back to it, Lindsay, for your benefit. But what I wanted to point out to you guys, I do believe that the the script, which was said last night in a couple different commentaries, um, the script, they kept talking about the script. Well, you couldn't you couldn't follow the script better than that. Boy, if you're writing a script... And I was like, man, you guys just keep telling on yourself. But I do believe that there are ways for, I will tell you this, as an individual who I ran the clock and I played the music between, uh, you know, during timeouts and halftime and before the game and did all that stuff. Um, and I did the play-by-play. -play. I did play-by-play -play for the for the junior football league and stuff like that. Um, you can speed the clock up or slow the clock down. If you want the, if you, if the refs are, if the refs are you, the refs will give me a signal that they're doing like this or doing like this, they're telling me to run the clock a little extra. They're they're like, hey, let's get this done. And usually when they were doing that was during a blowout. If one team, um, if one team was blowing out the other team by 30, 40 points, and it's a third grade team, you know, they'd be like, and it's fourth quarter. They're you know, I'm just kind of run letting the clock run you know we're not you know we're not doing out of bounds we're not doing you know different stuff like that we're just keeping the clock running and and so you can click off a few extra seconds here or there and if you really want to so watching how you can change the outcome of a game just by clock management at the official level but also at the team level at the the league level at the I mean there's all these different things that can happen the referees can get involved the referees can be 
you know, doing things here and there, how they blow the ball dead, when they blow the ball dead. Do they blow it early dead? Do they blow it late dead? Do they, I mean, there's all this little stuff that can happen. So anyway, all right, well, that's my take on the NFL. I do believe the NFL has some answers that they need to give. uh, And I don't know why they do what they do. I just wish that they just leave the game alone. Uh, The sad part of it is, guys, next year, uh, the... NCAA will be playing college, be paying college fo- football players. I think it starts next year or the year after. Uh, they are going to, uh, hey, Tanya Price, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. They are going to be bringing in paid uh, paychecks for the college athletes. So not only will they be getting a free education plus free room plus free food plus free travel, they will be getting a paycheck. Now, the argument was, well, these colleges are making a lot of money on these kids. Here's the problem. Because of Title IX, because of Title IX, most football programs are supporting all of the other programs, especially the female programs. The female programs never make money. The female programs continuously are always behind. They don't have ticket sales. They don't have sponsorships. They don't have scholarships. They don't have booster clubs. So the sad part of it is is that the football, where everybody's like, oh, well, the football's making billions and trillions of a gazillion dollars. Well, yeah, there is a lot there. But the sad part of it is is that, let's say, well, let's say football's bringing in 90% of all the sports revenue. Well, but it... If they're supporting 100% of all the sports, why are they, if they're bringing in 90% of all the money, why are they have to support 100%? How come those sports don't support themselves? Well, then again, that's where we have a problem. So NCAA is going to be getting involved in paying the, co- the kids and the coaches differently and all this stuff next year, which that is going to be, that means that now money is in college football, which tells me that none of this is going to be as fair as it should be, and that we will see changes to how these players play. Um, I I don't know. I guess a college. Rhonda, good to see you. Uh, Rhonda says it will go to crap when they start doing that. Oh, absolutely. It will go to crap, and it'll go to hell in a handbasket in a minute. As soon as the money starts hitting those college kids right away, you're going to see more behavioral issues. You're going to see more coaching problems between the kids, uh, disciplinary issues, all these other things. you got an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school who is going to go into this you know, college atmosphere, and then he's going to be getting money. I just see one beginning the other, and it's not going to be good. So just be mindful of those things that are coming up here. But I do believe the NFL has the ability to put their, their finger on the scale uh, and uh, change the outcome of things. And I think that that is a dangerous thing, that we can't just play the game by talent, that we do see the influence of other things coming in and changing the outcome. And I think that's going to be a real thing. So um, so going back to the uh, going back to the Iowa caucuses, guys, this is a – I really do believe this is a, a lot more of this pomp and circumstances that nobody's going to be – no one's going to be really honest with you. Uh, the people that are going to be counting this have deep ties. I told you guys last week I was reading the Laura Loomer stuff that she had put out, but there is a real credibility with the people who are going to be counting the caucus numbers. And because we don't have ballots, because we don't have a way to go back and verify, because we don't have a way to forensically 
prove what the caucus numbers are. We're going to have to use, they're going to go off their opinion, right? Well, now remember, forensic, right? A full forensic audit for the election meant that if I can if I can make the numbers go this way and hit 100,000, then I should be able to make the numbers go this way and hit zero. After I, you know, starting at 100,000, I can go to zero. And, and so from a zero to 100,000, I can prove it forwards and backwards. Forensic means I can prove it forwards and backwards. It's kind of like a math problem. Remember in back in elementary school, and we all learned that if you if you should be able to, if you do a, you know, a math problem, you know, you're adding, then you should be able to subtract and get the same numbers. You, you'd be able to do that. Remember that whole thing? So you should be able to prove the, the math forwards and backwards. Well, that's what forensic means. And the problem with this whole caucus thing is I don't see it as a forward and backwards type of forensic ability. I don't see where you're going to be able to see that. So, again, it's a little goofy to me. I, I, I am not saying that caucusing is bad, but it, I also see it as a, it, it has, some, has some fallacies in there, has some things in there that may or may not be good. And so for me, when I see this stuff going on, I see this, I say, okay, is there a possibility if I have 100 people in my living room and I'm telling everybody to go over here for Trump and go over here for DeSantis and you go over here for Nikki Haley and I got to go over here for Vivek and, I, and I'm trying to, okay, how many got over there? One, two, three, four, okay. This is, where, this is where it all falls apart. And so guys, just be mindful that this stuff is out there. I think that these things are, are not as credible as they should be. The Nikki Haley part where they got Nikki Haley up on two-thirds of the screen while someone's trying to be interviewed about the caucus, not Nikki Haley, where she's getting a live stream of her event. But I'm not seeing the live stream of Vivek or Trump or even DeSantis. But I got Nikki Haley up there. See, again, if you see Fox carrying water for Nikki Haley, I don't know, guys. You tell me what the answer is on that, right? Um. I have to explain that I'm not there for their number. I'm there for the karaoke. I don't know what Ken's talking about, but I can fill in the blank, and I'm sure it's not the same thing what he's saying. Uh, Trump is convinced that there will be funny business tonight, uh, John Candy says. Well, John, I believe that too. I believe that there's a lot of things that can be, you know, kind of, again, hocus-pocused. What, what can we see happening there? Well, that's the problem. Now, this is supposed to be... When I, I, and I had this conversation this morning. Why, when have you ever heard of the Iowa primary with this much attention? I mean, they didn't do it in 2016. They didn't do it in 2020. But boy, here in 2024, Iowa, 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 Iowa. Well, it's, I don't know. I, I just, there's something about how much attention they're putting in here. The fact that Neil Cavuto... Fat boy himself bothered to show up in Iowa, leaving his little sanctuary in New York. I, I'm surprised he bothered to make the trip. Same thing with with uh, with uh, what's his name, Brett Bear. Brett Bear always reminds me of a, of a fat Superman. I don't know. He's like he's like a Superman that's been retired. He's always got the he's got the GQ just pushed down hair, and he's got the you know he's always got the his face that's really super shaven and. I don't know. He just, I don't know what it is about him that just drives me crazy. I've Brett Bear, I tried for a while. 
to listen to him, but I just could not get through it. Uh, he has not been, I think, a, a guy who's been on the right side of history. I think he has actually screwed up quite a bit, and uh, that's how it goes. We are super aware of the cheat now. We weren't awake in 2020. Well, John Kennedy, I will tell you I do believe that that is accurate. Uh, that is that is a that is a big thing. Uh, Martha McCallan, if they put any more black eyeliner on the bottom and the tops of her eyes, uh, it is so distracting. If you've actually watched, they've got... They got black eyeliner on the bottom and on the top of her eyes. It it is it's too much. If you look at her, uh, the black line, it's like you guys got a. I don't know who your makeup artists are, but whew, uh, who was the other one? Who was on? Who was also there? What's that? Uh, who's the other one? You've got Jesse Waters. Um, <laughs> Lindsay says her eyelids will get, stick together. I thought that those little curtains were supposed to stop. Lindsay, I thought those curtains were supposed to... Anyway, I'm just kidding on that. Um, the Santa's clone, uh, cronies are counting the votes tonight, aren't they? Um, no, it's actually... Uh, Nikki Haley has got people involved that are the other one. What's the What's the one lady on... Um, why can I not think of her name? i tell you what. Dementia, you meet new people every day. Um, where is, where, oh, where? Um, I can't see that. She's the one that's been there forever, and I've never liked her, but she's sticks around. Um, 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 I don't know. I can't look. I can't think of what it is. What's that lady's name? She's on the blonde that she she's had like dental work done and she's had her face like just like she's got the sunken in eyes. What is her name? The uh <laughs> I don't mean to make you dead there. Give us a, give us more clues. Um well she's on Fox at night. I'll look it up here. I'll look it up. I'll do it. I can't believe I can't remember it. Laura Ingram. That's right, Carrie Heiserman. Thank you for that. Megan Kelly. No, Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. She's the one. And Megan Kelly, I, I don't I'm not I don't know. She's I'm still out on her, but Laura Ingram. Anyway, she was she was there doing her thing. Guys, there's just more to this than I I really meets the eye, and I think we need to be more mindful that these people they they're getting a paycheck. Sean Handy makes $25 million a year. When you're paying somebody $25 million a year, I would have to say that you have, um, I think you have to say that there's going to be somebody that's going to tell you what to do, unless you feel like you're your own man, which Tucker Carlson has actually done that on his own, right? But Tucker Carlson also just last week said that we're going to have a grid problem, that we're going to have an attack on the grid and that we need to expect there to be um, there to be lockouts or lockouts with blackouts. Yeah, John Kenny, thank you for that, Laura Ingram. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I got Tucker Carlson talking about, but Tucker Carlson left, right, or got fired, or whatever you want to talk about. But the sad part of it is, is that we know if you give it twenty-five million dollars a year, and unless you're a man's man that can stand up against whoever it is that's telling you what to do, you're going to get shoved around for twenty-five million dollars a year. 
So that's something that we need to think about. Uh, these people that continue to go out there, and we know that Hannity's been holding the water for the, the establishment for a long time. Brett Baer's been doing it. Martha McCallum's been doing it. I really, There's really very few people that... I, I Trey Gowdy... I like Trey Gowdy as when he was in Congress, but I don't know if I really like him as a commentator. I think he was a good guest host. I think he did a lot of stuff, but they gave him a Sunday night show. And so, yes, Laura Ingram with her fake, her fake cross she wears. Oh, I know. Yeah, she drives me. I don't know how she's kept around. I really don't. But it's not a female thing. I just don't think she's that interesting. So, all right, guys. Well, this is how we have to look at it. So be mindful of this. Watch watch the narrative. Watch between, watch behind the, so if you see the person in front, watch the things behind them. Look at the things going on back in the back. Look at the, the scene going on. Listen to the words they say, but listen to what the words really mean. And a lot of this stuff, um, Ken says, Trey Gowdy is a major letdown. Yeah, he really was. Um, this is really kind of one of those deals where Trey Gowdy could have been great, and I think he could have been better, but that's that's up to him. But anyway, guys, watch the words being said. Watch watch in between the words. I think that's the best way to make that analogy is watch between the words. Watch behind the scenes. Watch what else is going on that could actually be going, you know, that you're going to see these answers. The answer's going to be there, but you got to be, you got to look behind the curtain, um, this is a this is a thing where you have to be discerning. There we go. I knew I was going to get that. So, be discerning. Make sure you look inside your heart. Make sure you you know, make sure you understand what's going on and kind of pull yourself back and don't get caught up in the things and listen to how the numbers add up and the things that they say. Do a lot of, you know, a lot of putting the pieces together. Um this is a this is a thing, right? You gotta, you gotta be better, and it, it'll come to you. But it is sad that this is what we have to do. You, you can no longer just do this and believe what they have to say. Even Newsmax, there's some stuff on Newsmax where I think Newsmax had all the ability to be something amazing, and I think they missed their opportunity. I think there's a, a, a chance there where Newsmax could have been something, and I think they just kind of came in just very uneventful. I, I there should have been so much more to them out there. All right, guys. Well, remember MyDailyNaturals.com, MyDailyNaturals.com, and SillyGnome.com for your mushrooms. Silly Gnome is not really set up. It's just a, a, um, it's just a, uh, a check-in page right now, a splash page. We're working to get that set up, but the mushrooms supplements uh, have been really, really happy. Uh, what do you think of Stu Peters? I think Stu Peters, again, uh, has a lot of great stuff out there. I think he's been supported by some big money. But I don't know where he really went after about summer last year. About midsummer, I never heard from Stu again. I really don't even know what he did past much of April or May. I don't know what happened to him out there. So, uh, oh, very good, Lindsay. I like that. Patriot. So he's a, as long as you pay me, I'm a patriot, right? Yeah, that's very good. I appreciate that. That's a good job, uh, Lindsay. Good catch on that. I stopped watching Fox in August of 2020, says John Candy. Uh, they were my last holdout for mainstream media. Oh, I agree. Um, and so that's uh, that's one of those things, guys. You got to be, you got to figure it out for yourself. Like I said, I check in on, I check in on Fox every now and again. I'll just click over there, 
and I want to see if they're pushing, you know, if they're pushing the the Hunter Biden walking out, or if they're pushing the Israeli conflict with Gaza Strip, where they're going to be putting a canal in there, and or if they're going to be pushing the East Palestine cleanup. Nope, nobody heard about that lately. Or are they going to talk about Maui? Or are they going to? So this is a big thing. This is a big, big thing. So this is. Be mindful of that, that there's a lot of things that we could be doing differently, a lot of things going on out there that are amazing for us, uh, but we just just be get discerning, right? Discernment. That's that being able to look at things and all that stuff. So Lindsay says, I don't even have cable. Well, yeah, I don't. I check it. Like I said, I go over there, and even when I'm out of town, once in a while I'll click on the Don Lemon show just to see what that dummy's saying, or I'll look and see what Rachel Maddow, what he's saying, um, yes, I did say he because he has the big boy haircut and he actually used to be a pretty woman and now he isn't. So Rachel Maddow, um, I'm going to try to connect Jim with an old friend of mine who has his own, own show for the past few years. He had guests connected to David Nino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. I think I actually have connection to David Nino as well, but we'll talk about that as well. All right, guys, remember the, uh, the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I'll make promises. I can't keep, guys. It's always been you. You've been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government but never limits you. Don't ever let go of your power and understand that you have your God-given and able rights that can never be given or taken away by any man, that these are given to you by your creator, not by a politician. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Remember, go to My Daily Naturals, get your basic cell function package going. We also have the gut health. We also got a weight loss package. And if you guys are wanting any other supplements, email us. We'll get them on there for you. That way you guys can buy them and get going on that. If you want the mushroom tinctures, let me know and I can get those for you as well. Uh, we are working on that, uh, that whole system there. So, Anyway, all right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing there. Lindsay, good to see you. Good to see you, Rhonda. Ken, uh, Carrie Heiserman. Who else do we have on here? We had, oh, uh, Tanya Price, good to see you as well. And uh, I think that was about it for you guys checking in. Now, I know a lot of you guys checked in and liked the show already today. John Kennedy, thank you for being on Cloud Hub. Uh, so thank you guys so much, everything. Thank you, guys, for your donations to the show. It's been fantastic having you guys here. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.